Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. I'm extremely excited tonight as we have an unbelievably amazing band coming on. It is the hard rock band based out of Detroit, Michigan, Ghosts of August. And we're going to be speaking with tonight vocalist Dave Holachuk. I hope I pronounced that correctly, and I apologize if I didn't. As well as uh, he's the lead vocalist and guitarist Paul Del Monte. So before I bring them on, I just want to introduce everyone to my show. If you are new and tuning in for the first time tonight, I can't believe it's been a year. I launched the show back in March of 2011. And just to give people a little bit of background on myself and the concept of my show, and I'll try not to be too drawn out, um, I really wanted to create a forum for people in the entertainment industry. It could be musicians, comedians, um, authors, filmmakers, to really create a um, base for people to promote themselves and help them get their names out there. Um, A little bit about myself, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and that is what my career is in, but I also have a passion and background in the entertainment industry. I'm a singer-songwriter with a full-length album out, and I'm in the process of doing a lot of featured artist work as well as working on some new solo material. And I also have a background in uh, writing for magazines. And I really wanted to, again, bring my two sides together, my interviewing background, because I just really enjoy meeting new people and interviewing people, as well as bringing my background in the entertainment industry. Um, Personally, I've done everything on my own. Um, I don't have any management. I manage everything I do by myself. So I can really genuinely empathize and relate to people with how difficult it can be when you are an up-and-coming artist, or even if you're someone who's renowned at this point and still, uh, you know, putting yourself out there and trying to just get yourself bigger and bigger in this industry. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like and what it's like to be in their profession. If you are just tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can also call in tonight if you choose to. I hope you do. And you can ask them some questions. The number is 805-243-1320. I do have all that information in a chat room that I launched. Um, but, again, I'm a, I'm a one-person show here, so I really want to spend my time focusing on the interview and going back to my own night, notes that I have for the band. So, again, please feel free to call in and check out all the information I have available in the chat room. So let me give people a little bit of background on how I came to learn about Ghost of August. Um, it was probably several months ago I was listening to Sirius XM Octane Station, which is one of my favorite stations on Sirius XM Radio. And I found so many amazing bands that I've had the honor to interview on my show. And I was initially exposed to their song, Disease. And this song is amazing. I mean, it's catchy hooks, it's heavy, it's everything that a hit song has to be. Um, so that re- initially caught my attention, which was followed by, of course, their second single, Scars. We're going to be playing both of those tonight. So when I heard about this band, I uh, did some research and uh, found out who um, the person is that they're working for with, and I definitely want to plug Eric Baker tonight, who is the Senior Vice President of Major Label Promotions, and um, I contacted him, and it's just been a pleasure working with him. He He's extremely professional. He's so educated and well-versed in the music industry. And these guys, Ghost of August, are in some great hands with him. So I'm sure they'll have some great stuff to say about Eric tonight. 
And also, I wanted to um, plug for Eric, as well as the band Ghost of August, three major events that they have coming up. They will talk about those tonight, and that includes them being a part of the um, Carolina Rebellion 2012 uh, event that's going to be happening in Rockingham, North Carolina on May 5th, and they're going to be playing with some major heavy hitters, including Shinedown, Stain, Corn, Chevelle, and many other bands. They'll also be at Rock on the Range on May 19th in Columbus, Ohio, and they'll be a part of the Hangover Recovery. So we're going to get to that stuff later tonight, too. So what I would like to do now, without giving too much information, because um, I really do my research on my bands, I'm going to bring these guys on the air, and they're going to start telling us about how they came together as a band. We're going to talk about some of the uh, pros and cons of the music industry and what it's like to be a big band like they are today in this industry with uh, the way things have changed so much over the years. As I said, we'll listen to their hit singles, Disease and Scars, which is majorly um, currently getting major attention on Sirius XM Octane Radio, as well as many other stations. So let's bring on the two members right now. Hold on one second. I'm going to bring them on one at a time just so I know uh, which one is each person. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, Carrie. How are you? This is Dave. Hey, Dave. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Cool. Okay, let me get uh, let me get Paul on the other line. Sure. Hey, hey, Paul. How are you? Oh, very good. Thank you. Okay, cool. It's great to have you guys on tonight. Well, we appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And I just wanted to say, and and maybe this is my psychology background, guys, and you can laugh about this, but uh. My initial impression of you guys, and it's just been such an, I just want to really say this in the most genuine way, because I've had some horrible experiences bringing <laughs> different guests on my show, but it has just been an honor between working with Eric Baker and communicating with Paul, and you guys just seem like, I don't know, the most grounded, genuine band who really appreciates everything that you guys have earned. Am I right? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, uh, a thousand percent. What's that? It's a great compliment. It's a great compliment to us, and, uh, you know, we pride ourselves on being open to meeting everybody and anybody we possibly can, you know, friend, fan, foe, whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just we just want to get out there, and we want to make sure that everybody knows we're here and that, hey, you can come talk to us. They're normal guys just like everybody else. That's really cool. No, I think that's so important in the industry today. And, you know, you meet so many people that have these these egos and this narcissism, and it's just like – Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's it's really been a pleasure, guys. And I think for me personally, that makes it even more exciting for me to do the interview. You know, when I'm kind of, like, trying to get in touch with people, they're not getting back or they're constantly changing the dates, it just becomes more and more draining. <laughs> so, so, again, thank you, guys. It's just been a pleasure. No problem. So why don't we talk uh, – why don't we just start – and I'm going to try to switch things up a little bit in terms of how I arrange my questions, and we can kind of go in whatever direction you guys want to go to. So please, you know, I'm very flexible and open-ended. Um, so why don't we start out just by telling us a little bit about the name of the band, because I think that's a really unique and different name, and tell us a little bit about how you came up with that name. Good, Paul, if you want to fill her in. Yeah, sure. Um you know, we kind of wish that we had this uh, amazing, great meaning behind the name and this, this awesome story, but it's it's a little more simple than that. Uh, we're all big fans of a band uh, called 36 Crazy Fists, um, and one of their songs that we all really liked happens to be called uh, The End of August. Um, okay. And so we were 
kind of throwing names around. Uh, this was years ago now. Um, and everyone kept gravitating back towards end of August uh, as a name for our band. And then um, I think somebody, it might have been Dave, suggested, well, how about Ghosts of August? Um, kind of put our own spin on it and make it original. And everybody was like, that's perfect. As soon as you said it, that was it. We knew it was the one, so we just went with it. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's an amazing name of the band. And like I said, it just really struck me when I first saw you guys and Again, of course, the song was, you know, initially what totally captured me when I heard Disease on uh, Octane on Sirius XM. But then, of course, I'm, you know, looking at the, the feed and I see it says Ghost of August. I'm like, wow, cool name. Let me check these guys out. <laughs> so, very cool. Thank you. Very cool. So talk a little bit about, um, are you guys both from, are you all from Detroit, Michigan? Is that where you guys are originally from? Or did you guys kind of gravitate towards each other when you were forming the band? We're we're all pretty much from the Detroit area. Uh Paul and I have known each other for for some time. I mean, since we were pretty much teenagers. Oh wow! Um, yeah, we've we've known each other a decent amount of time. And uh, Steve, our guitarist, actually, he went to high school with us. Uh, his younger brother Ken is also in the band. He's a drummer. He guys an animal. And then <laughs> actually, t- point of the thing is, Terry, our bass player, he only lives like 15 minutes from where I live now, in you know, in, in Rochester, uh, Michigan. And it's kind of a small world because, you know, actually Terry went to the same college. I didn't even know him then. And then when we formed the band, when it came together, it was like, oh, wow, small world. You know, you were such a part of my world before. It's so funny that you're a big part now, you know. So we're all from the same, pretty much the same area, just a little bit spread out. But, uh, you know, our heart's in the right place, and our heart's definitely in Detroit. That's awesome. Very cool. And was music something that, you know, all of you guys in the band aspired to do growing up? I mean, did you have any other, you know, game plans if it didn't work out and what you might do as a backup plan? Uh, I know when, you know, when I grew up, my my dad was an amateur singer. He was in choir and whatnot. And uh, when I was younger, he kind of taught me the basis of rock and roll, you know, your Bob Seger's, your Who. Uh, stuff like that. I mean, the guy didn't even have a car, a radio in his car, so he would just sing the songs. That's how I learned them. And then okay. his brother and my uncle turned me on to, like, hair metal and whatnot. Um, and that kind of just kicked it off for me. And then, you know, Paul has his own influences that, you know, uh, went ahead and kicked it off for him, I'm sure, if he wants to speak about that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, awesome. I think, I think um, and it's kind of a similar story for everybody in the band, but we, you know, Anybody who is a musician, uh, any people who aren't musicians, kind of have that dream of making it, you know, being a rock star, mm-hmm. being able to be in a band where you can do it as a living and, and do it night after night and day in and day out. So that was uh, always there. And then you have the other side of you and the societal influence that's like, hey, you know, grow up, do something real with your life. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think we all try to find a balance of we want to pursue this we want to do it but you know what are we going to do uh if it doesn't happen so you know everyone's college educated in the band um but you know even for me like i i took the step to actually uh go to college but i got a degree in music business so i still wanted to stay close to it um and if i wasn't in a band uh that was making it you know i was going to work behind the scenes uh one way or another so um it's it's just been kind of a blessing to to be signed and to be in the spot that we're on now and starting to gain national attention because, like I said, that's that's what everybody has always wanted to do um, and always strive to do for a long time. So it's kind of nice to see that come to fruition. And we do feel very lucky because it's a very 
small percent of uh, people and, and bands that, that get the opportunity that we have. So we feel pretty awesome about it. Yeah, that's amazing. And we're going to definitely get to more of that tonight because I definitely want to hear about the journey that you guys have had and, you know, how you eventually did get to the point where you're getting label attention. And I definitely want to talk about Dirtbag Records, which is part of Warner Brothers and all that good stuff. Um, so just give us a little bit of background on, um, Dave, what did you go to school for? Uh, initially, I wanted to do graphic design. I was more art-oriented. I've always had a creative nice. streak to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always, you know, when I was a kid, I was always drawing. And really quick, funny story, I actually moved in, like, you know, grade school to a completely different city from where I grew up. And the only reason I actually met some of the friends I had today is I was really good at drawing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know that's really <laughs> ridiculous, but I was really good at drawing those, and they all were impressed by that, so I made some friends that way. Um, but I was always art-oriented. I did art in college and high school. Um, it didn't quite pan out for me, the graphic design program I, I couldn't get into, so I actually transferred uh, into a different area and went into marketing and business. Um, and actually, uh, another thing that most people don't know is that uh, while I'm doing this whole band thing, I'm still actually going to get my master's right now. So, wow. Uh, yeah, it's still something that I've always wanted to do. You know, you, you think about the whole rock star thing. It's like, you know, everybody's into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Well, there's some of us out there that, uh, you know, while we may like all that stuff and love the life, there's some of us that still, you know, uh, want an education and, and want to, you know, make something of themselves other than, you know, singing to 2,000 or even 200 people every night. So it was a big thing for me to continue my education. Nice. And are you continuing that in business too, the master's? Yeah. I mean, let's face it, uh, longevity in the, in the rock scene isn't what it used to be unless you're rolling, you're rolling Stones and Metallica or something like that. So um, you, you got to have something else that, you know, even if I could do something music-related, I would love to get in the business side of it or even back into the art side of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you got to have something more than just being able to rely on uh, singing in a rock band for the next 30, 40 years because that really doesn't happen anymore. Right. And I think, you know, I think that's such, and I'm sure, Paul, you can comment too. I'm sure you feel a similar way to Dave. I think that is a really important and valid point that you guys are making. And I, you know, with my background too, I have a doctorate in clinical psychology. I mean, I love, I work in corrections. I really like the forensic work and clinical stuff I do. But I do have a passion for entertainment, and sure, I would love to do that full-time, but as you guys know, it's just it's so difficult in various aspects. And I think that's an important point you just make to any of the audience, especially the younger, more vulnerable people who want to do this as a career and go on tour and, you know, make millions of dollars, that unfortunately the industry uh, has changed a lot, and, and it is difficult to do that. If you guys want yeah, to I mean, I comment. Think, uh... <laughs> I think if you, um, I think we have a healthy respect for the odds of success. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. we're all we're all pulling for it 180 percent, you know, and that uh, that we can be, you know, um, the next Shine Down, next Pearl Jam, the next, you know, biggest of the big rock band. Uh, that's what we all want. But I think, like I said, we all have a healthy respect for, you know, um, the odds and and just playing it safe. I mean, there's got to be you know, there's 24 hours a day, and if 22 of those take up coast of August, the other two, you know, we're we're, we're doing something else that we want to do. So, right, very cool. Well, I mean, I definitely think that you guys have hit that that threshold where you are, you know, 
definitely with those bigger acts now. I mean, Shinedown, I think, me personally, it was funny. I was listening to your stuff before and I was working out before the show. And, and please take this as a compliment, but I can definitely see a lot of relevance to Shinedown and you guys. And I think your song Broken, for example, I was listening to that. I love that track. It's one of my favorite tracks. I mean, pretty much love every track on the album. But that track I felt had so much crossover potential. Like you could hear that track, you know, not just on Octane, but maybe you could hear it on Series It's One. And, you know, you see that with Shinedown now. They have, you know, not only their really heavy stuff, but the stuff that's still, you know, relevant enough to kind of cross over to another station, which I think would give you guys that longevity that Shinedown has. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great compliment. Uh, thank you. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what what we hope happens, you know, with our music is a lot of people look may, maybe look at something like that as selling out. Um, I think right. for us, if you're... If your music is that good and appeals to that many people, you know, that that cannot be a bad thing on any level, so. No, and I mean, you see, you know, it's interesting. I mean, look at Stange, for example. And I know you guys are going to be, God, what, a, what an amazing lineup on that Carolina Rebellion, uh, you know, event that you're going to be doing. That's just phenomenal with those bands you're playing with. But look at Stange. I mean, they started out so heavy. And then they kind of went, you know, they kind of went into this weird phase where they were pretty light for a while. And some of their newer stuff that I just heard, like, Eyes Wide Open, it's like they're kind of going for full circle back to their heaviness again. So I think that's yeah, kind of sure. cool when bands do that because it really keeps you guys out there for a long time. So. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's, it, the other thing is, too, is, like, when we when we did the, the album, the Saltel album released it, um, we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves in, into one nook of rock and roll. We wanted, you know, it was something we all felt, every song we felt, and we, we created it ourselves, you know, and we put ourselves into this music. And it's just awesome that it, it can transcend one, you know, basically one genre of rock and appeal to the masses. That's what we want. We want mm-hmm. mass appeal with our songs, and, and we want everybody to find something on the album that they could really like. Definitely. Well, I think it can appeal to, to, you know, to so many different age groups and, you know, genres in terms of people's interests and stuff. Yeah, I definitely think it's, it's amazing, and I can't wait to hear what you guys are going to be doing next after this album. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the bands that have influenced you guys and the sound that you have, because I definitely think you have a sound that's unique and all your own, um, but I definitely can hear elements, too, of, of other types of, you know, bands that I'm sure have been uh, inspirational to you guys. So tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll talk about uh, your song, Disease. Um, I can speak for, you know, myself. Uh, you know, I have such a wide variety of influences. I listen to a lot of music. Um, like I said, I kind of touched on it earlier with how I grew up and listening to what I listened to. And, um, you know, having that old-school rock, you know, generation 70s, 60s type deal. I mean, I even get into some Frank Sinatra stuff because I'm a big Frank fan. Um, but I also get into the metal stuff. I love All That Remains and uh, Lamb of God and Avenged Sevenfold. I'm, I'm a huge fan of a, a wide variety of music. So I kind of take bits and pieces of all the stuff that I really like and everything and try to put it into into who I am in my part of the band. And I know Paul has his influences as well. I kind of make him and give him his sound that, you know, he can talk about as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, just like Dave and really everybody in the band, it's so varied. Um, I think specifically what what made me, I mean, I grew up on a lot of different stuff, but then 
as soon as I really got into all the rock stuff, it was just like that's what I come back to every time. So for me, it was bands like Pearl Jam and um, Seven Dust, Breaking Benjamin. Um, nice. Love Zach Wild as a guitar player. Love Slash as a guitar player. Um, so a lot of those bands is, are what you know kind of shaped me into the player that I am, um, and and into the songs that you know I wanted to write and be a part of writing. So uh, yeah, that would be that would be the bulk of them. And you know, one thing our, our manager said uh, that was pretty interesting to me when we first started having conversations. Um, was he said, you know, I really like you guys, you're heavy with a hook. And to me, that was kind of like a perfect short description of, of what I want to play and what I want to hear is, you know, something that you feel and you want to nod your head to and that, you know, can get you pumped up, but it has the melody, it has the hooks, you know, it has strong vocals and it's not just screaming and, you know, so uh, right, that's right. what really draws me into a song and, and uh, that's kind of what I think we try to do. Definitely. Well said. Absolutely. I think you guys describe it really well um, in the bio when you talk about it just being, you know, your songs are the mix of massive hooks and crushing instrumentation and the lyrics and all that stuff. I think it really just all comes together and the dynamics of it make it what it is. So, yeah, I mean, great stuff. So tell us about uh, the song Disease, which is off your self-titled album, and it's currently one of the major hit singles that you're promoting. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about the background and meaning of that song, and then we're going to check it out. Well, uh, Disease was our kind of, uh, hey, we're Ghosts of August, check us out kind of a song. You know, it um, it was exactly what we what we are. You know, it's got some heavy parts, but it's got that hook. It's It's got a, a song you're not going to forget easily, and it was a great song to come uh, into the folds with. Um you know, it, it kind of speaks for itself in, in terms of, of what it is and what it means. Um, some people see it differently. If you want to see it differently, you know, by all means, who am I to tell you you're wrong? Uh, if you think it's about something more relatable to you than what perhaps uh, what I feel like when, I sing it, when I'm singing it or whatever it is, uh, that's awesome. You know, that's cool mm-hmm. with me. It reaches you, and that's what I want. But uh, the song itself, when it came out, uh, you know, it hit. I think number 41 on the active rock charts, which we were really happy about. Um, it was just, like I said, a great song to introduce Ghosts of August to the rock crowd. Very cool. Anything you want to add, Paul? Uh, I mean, they hit it pretty head on. I think, uh, you know, there's, it just has everything. I mean, it, it makes you nod your head. It's got, you know, driving guitars and drums, uh huge hook in the chorus. I don't know. It just, it just got everything. I mean, um, we're happy that it was able to do uh, as well as it did and, and give us a nicer introduction, you know, to the rock world and, and draw so many people because you'll find that there's not necessarily another song like Disease on the album. You know, we you'll hear in Scars is one of our heavier songs. It still has mm-hmm. the melody and the hooks, but we're kind of we kind of walk between both um, styles of rock where you just have like the straight up driving rock like diseases and then you have the more harder almost metal style right. influences with stars and so it's kind of cool to see um to have really the first two singles be be those that they are and, and then that gives people a, a good grasp of, of what ghost of august does so cool all right well with that being said i'll put you guys on hold we're gonna check out disease and then we'll come back all right 
Awesome. Very cool. Okay. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to Ghosts of August on the Carrie Edelman Show. We're going to check out their hit single, Disease, which is currently played on Sirius XM Octane Radio, as well as numerous stations throughout the country. And if you want to check them out, please go to ghostsofaugust.com.
everyone, and welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. That was the amazing hit single, Disease, by Ghosts of August. Please download their self-titled album today. It is on all major digital sites. It's in major stores, and you can also go to ghostsofaugust.com. All right, Dave, you're back on, and Paul's yep. back on. Awesome right. song, guys. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really great stuff. So I figured we could somehow, let's combine a variety of different things. I definitely want to talk about, I guess, the steps that you guys took so that you could get the label recognition, um, you know, hooking up with Eric from Major Label Promotions, and talk a little bit about what do you guys need to do when people are just starting out and you're trying to get your product into the right hands. Well, I'll let, I'll let Paul talk about the, uh, the hookup okay. with Dirtbag and, the, yeah. uh, and Eric, and then... Yeah, we'll just trade off. So go ahead. And, go ahead, and also, Paul, please mention I know Mark Evans from Dirtbag Records because he had recently befriended me on Facebook and major, major, amazing. Excuse me, long day in uh, prison. Excuse me. <laughs> they have an amazing label, and I was reading an article last night that you guys had done with um, I think it was Alternative Revolt or something. Yeah. And just yeah. really cool things you guys had to say about the label and and what they allow you guys to do, which is just phenomenal considering they don't try to take control over everything you guys do so yeah so talk a little bit about that yeah definitely well um i'll kind of start from the beginning i mean you know we've been a band in one form or another really since 2005 um and you know i i guess officially 2007 was when we really um started, you know, putting the al- putting an album together and, and making a go of it and, and doing some self-release EPs and things like that. Um, so we just always strive to write a ton, uh, pick the best material we could and, and get it released. Um, and what was kind of a nice stepping point for us was um, when we stopped self-producing and self-recording our material and went to uh, an awesome studio called SLR Studios in Windsor. Uh, mm-hmm. which is in Ontario, Canada, right across, you know, the river from us here in Detroit. Um, but uh, Marty Bach over there uh, is an awesome producer, and we'd heard some stuff that he was putting out of his studio and really wanted that production value and that sound. So we went and saw him and uh, just started plugging away at an album uh, a couple songs at a time and um, having better sounding material and a good production got us uh, some notice from you know, the local DJs here in town and specifically Jay Hudson has been a big advocate of us early on, uh, at 80, at 89 X radio, um, here in Windsor, Detroit. And so he was actually, uh, able to get us onto AOLradio.com. And, um, have two of our songs featured on there, one of which was scars. And, uh, it, it, it just started gaining a lot of tension through there. Uh, I guess it was getting rated really well, which, um, come to find out is, uh, harder for unsigned bands or, you know, um, just looked good. And that's nice. what drew the attention of our label. Uh, and so Mark Evans is our manager and also our label head. And he uh, reached out to us and started having conversations about where we wanted to be and what we wanted to do and uh, ended up with Dirtbag. Um, I guess it's been a year already that we signed wow. with Dirtbag. So, yeah. Very cool. So real quick, just to digress for a minute, when you decided to work with um, Marty over in Canada, how did mm-hmm. you guys, in terms of did you have your own budget? Is is that 
you know, give us a little bit of background on how a band does that, because I'm sure this guy's pretty much sought after by a lot of big people. How does that work out? Yeah, I mean, uh, just that, you know, it was entirely uh, self-funded. Um, wow. And so we, you know, we just saved money and contributed money through um, through each guy in the band and, and just for money that we had saved from playing shows and things like that. And that's why, it, you know, we didn't go in and say, okay, we have enough just to throw down on a 10-song album. You know, we really right. had to uh, start small. We, honestly, we would just go in and plug away like two songs at a time. So we'd go in for two or three days and knock out two songs and then, save some more money and go back in six months and do another couple. And um, I think we had maybe four or five songs done by the time um, we started having conversations with our label and ended up signing with them. So then we just had to go back in and, and finish up the, the remainder of the album. But, uh, I mean, I, I, bands ask all the time, um, you know, where did you guys record or how did you get where you're at? And mm-hmm. nothing to me, in my opinion, is more important than, than sounding and looking the best that you possibly can. And that means right. having the best production on an album you can with the best song, um, with the right producer and studio, you know, and if you're going to get it, if you're going to release a CD or an EP, you need to have good graphic design and you need, you know, don't just burn a CD and slap a paper label on it. Like, <laughs> right. you know, get it done a thousand percent. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, because if you're if you're serious and invest in yourselves and your band and your music, then then other people take notice in that and they'll want to invest in you. So, cool, very cool story, guys. I mean, and you deserve it. Just amazing stuff you guys have out there. Um, so, tell us a little bit about Dirtback Records and and how do you perceive them as being different than some of the other major labels out there that might you know try to take you guys for a ride or you know kind of use you as puppets and make you do whatever they tell you to do? Well, uh, you know, the cool thing about Dirtbag is that, uh, you know, they have the same vision as as we do. That was one of the things. It was, you know, where do you guys see yourselves? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? And we looked at each other and we're like, well, you know, of course, the first thing we're like, we want to be giant rock stars, you know, like everybody else does. (laughs) Right. Um, but we knew there was a lot of hard work. Like Paul had mentioned, we had been working uh, in one form or another as, as trying to get even to this particular moment in our, in our, I guess, young music careers. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd been working so hard and getting there ourselves. And Dirtbag came along and was, you know, they were number one, they were impressed that uh, we were out there we were writing songs like this and that we had we were talented enough. And, uh, you know, we, we had the look and, and we went ahead and, really drew all our influences in and put out, you know, what I consider a really good product. And then they drew them in. Once we got hooked up with them, it was like, you know, we want to take you to the top. This is what we want to do. We want to get, you know, we want to open these doors. And without wow. them, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have gotten the doors open that we have now. I mean, uh, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be playing these big festivals and, uh, we wouldn't have the good fortune of, of knowing so many great people in the industry and becoming friends with so many great bands. And uh, we had to spend time with the label and our management. We went out to uh, the West Coast for a little tour, and we got to go to NAM And, uh, you know, just so many overwhelming, cool experiences that wow. uh, the label presented to us that we could probably never do on our own. So that, you know, that being said, we were eternally grateful. Uh, for them being able to do that for us and letting us have the creative uh, abilities of writing our songs and putting them out there and, and working with, with, you know, guys that have such talent. Right. And that's that's so amazing to have a label behind you that is 
so supportive and are looking out for your best interests. And I think that's just, it's so hard from what I hear out there today to really find that. So that's that's so great that you guys have been able to, to find that and then, you know, use that to also launch your careers. And that's amazing. Really cool. I mean, how surreal has it been, you know, to know that you're going to be playing with Shinedown and, and just these bands that I'm sure you guys have been listening to it for a long time. Uh, yeah, you know, it's wild. I mean, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's not going to, I was just going to say, it's not going to feel real until, you know, we step on the stage at Carolina Rebellion or at uh, Rock on the Range. Um, you know, we're playing with some, some big bands here in Michigan at Rockapalooza in June and um, have, have some really cool festivals coming up that, I mean, uh, I, I know I speak for everybody when we're still kind of in shock that we're even a part of this. So it just feels really cool to be even associated with any of those names or, you know, if you go to either of those festival websites just to see us uh, on the same lineup as any of those bands is just right. blowing our minds. So. Well, congratulations, guys. That is just phenomenal, amazing, and, yeah, wow, very cool. Yeah, so what are you, you doing, Dave, in terms of are you doing an online master's program? I, I can't imagine you're sitting in classes when you're – doing all these big shows and you have all this amazing stuff going on with the band. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, towards the beginning when we had a little more time at home and we were, you know, busy with like that, I think I maybe sat in on like one class, but, uh, right. you know, you know, Paul can attest to it. I had my laptop with me on the road. I'm sitting there, you know, writing a 15 page research paper on some God knows what topic. And then, you know, <laughs> Going to bed and then wake up the next morning and be like, okay, well I got to do this radio interview and then we got to play tonight, you know. So uh, it, it's it's a hell of a balancing act, but I'm close yeah. to being done. So uh, I was like, I'm too close to quit. So that's why I'm, I'm continuing to do it. But yeah, it's pretty much online and it's a local university here in Michigan. So cool. uh, yeah, the capabilities are awesome. You know, technology is great. Let's face it. You know. Yeah, definitely. You couldn't have done this, you know, ten, fifteen years ago. So that's really cool. Really right. cool. So, all right, so why don't we talk, and, and definitely we'll, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, getting your feedback on your thoughts of social media sites and, you know, asking some stuff about fans and things like that. But um, why don't you talk a little bit about the song Scars now and uh, tell us about that song and, and I guess why you chose that as your, your second single to release off the album when you have so many amazing songs and probably everyone in and of itself could be a single in its own right on the album. So tell us about that song. Uh, when I think of, you know, disease is great, like I said, but uh, I kind of put it this way in another a different interview and was like, you know, what do you think about Scars? Um, and we actually released a, a music video for the for the second single, uh, which you can see on YouTube. We might have a link, I think, on our page and whatnot, which okay. is done with Sean Babbis, who's a talented guy. Um, it was really cool because Scars, I, I put, is like our quintessential sound. It was... Um, it was a song that we we were all write together. I mean, we, that's how we process everything. Is you know, as a collective group, we sit down, we each bring something to the table, and we bounce it off each other. And that's how Scars was written, and it hit so close to home for us because it was such a a homegrown song. We wrote it, and it just you know it has that drive, but it it doesn't overdo it with um, an overtone of screaming and, and all that stuff you you might hear in a in a new metal song or whatever it is. Um, it's just such a, a melodic but heavy tune, and it, it kind of just symbolizes G-Wave sound. I really believe in that. Uh, I just think it's a great song, and I think it's a great single to step up and say, hey, we have a little bit more in the tank than, you know, what we just put out, so check it out. You know, right. Maybe you'll, feel this, 
maybe appeal to some other, you know, heavier, harder rock fans that are just like going, you know, what the hell is that? They hear Scars and like, okay, these dudes are cool, you know, something like that. Right, right. Very cool. All right, awesome. And anything else you want to add, Paul? I mean, I think for us it was um, awesome to see it as a second single because kind of like Dave was mentioning and we touched on earlier, I mean, that Scars is the song that got us our first attention and, to, and kind of brought us to where we're at today. I mean, it's what got on AWOLradio.com first. It's what drew the attention of the label, you know. And, to, and so to see it as a second single just feels like it just feels right. Uh, and it's a great song, and it, it just makes us that much more proud that, uh, you know, here we are with um, something that, that we love and as a group, but now we get to share it nationally with, you know, everybody at Rock Radio and uh, everybody who is a fan of Rock Radio. So it's pretty cool. Cool. All right. Well, with that being said, I'll put you guys on hold, and we're going to check that song out. All right, everyone, we are going to check out the second hit single, Scars, off of Ghosts of August's self-titled album. Please pick up a copy of their album today and check them out at ghostsofaugust.com.
Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show, and you just heard the hit single Scars off of Goose of August's self-titled album. Again, you guys have got to check these guys out. They're going to be touring and doing some major events coming up, so please go to ghostsofaugust.com and pick up a copy of their album today. Okay, Dave and Paul, you're both back on. Yep. Yep, awesome song, guys. Another amazing song off of your debut album. Very cool. Thanks, Thank you very much. Cool. So um, I thought something that was interesting when I was reading the bio, and I'm not sure if you guys composed it together or if someone else wrote it for you, but um, just the comment that you made, Dave, about talking about your fans and the issue of trust. Um, and I thought that was really interesting that you said in terms of you know finding new music today and recommendations through the most trusted sources, which are friends. Tell us a little bit about you know, why that is important to you and, and how you came to that conclusion. Well, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, bands and, and, and that demand your attention, and there, there's a lot of good music out there. There's a lot of music out there, period. And uh, the true way that I felt was to reach an audience of fans uh, is to gain their trust through friends, through, through word of mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you always... You always talk to your friends like, oh, man, did you hear this single yet? Well, no, I didn't. Let me hear it. Wow, that was awesome. I need to get this. And all of a sudden, one tells another and another tells another. And they rely on those people to go to kind of show them the way. Like, this is good stuff. You're really going to like it. Similar interests. And it just grows. It spreads like wildfire. And it's such an important way to reach people other than just going out and pimping yourself, you know, going out right. there and, and, and throwing ads up all the time. And, you know, while that's valuable, to get your name out there, to maybe put your image out there. Uh, the real way to, to really hit people and hit home is to spread it by gaining their trust. And through friends mm-hmm. and word of mouth, it's such an important avenue that sometimes it just gets overlooked. And it was really important to us to uh, to be so down-to-earth and in touch with uh, fans and friends and people in general that come to see us or want to meet us, uh, you know, it's like I say, I, I'm available and we're available anytime and all the time to everyone. Cool. Yeah, I th- and again, I think you, we started it out at the beginning of the show, and it's something we're going to, you know, bring as we come full circle with the show. And I think it is so important that bands are, like you said, honest and open with their fans and stuff, because without the fans, bands can't be where they're at. I mean, it's of course they could, but, you know, it's the fans that also keep them driving and, and moving forward, like you said, by spreading the word. So. I think it's so important and relevant. They are a band's lifeblood. Without them, we are really nothing. Mm -hmm. 
And I think I think that's another important point because I think, like you said, you guys want to talk to everyone and anyone. You want to get your names out there. And you know, again, I'm not uh, I'm not cable on K Rock Radio. You know what I mean? I mean, my show has just started. It it is doing very well. But sometimes bands might you know go more towards things that seem to have more. I, I don't know what the word is. You know what I'm trying to say? Like more have been around longer or have you know a reputation because they've had huge major bands like Seven Dust and Corn and all these other major acts on it. So sometimes I think people are a little less inclined to consider things that they might not think are up to par. But I, again, as you guys have shown, you know, you're willing to go on a variety of different things and then that's going to also help spread the name about who you guys are too. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, you know, when we play a live show, I kind of say to the crowd, I'm like, the more you give us, the more we're going to give you. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. reciprocal. If you're mm-hmm. going to take the time to to get to know us and you want to talk to us, we're definitely going to take the time to get to know you and talk to you. We don't know who you are and about you as much as you want to know about us. So, right. like I said, it all comes down to just being humans and being peers, and it doesn't matter what level you're on. We're always, you know, we're always available. We'll be on anybody's level no matter where you are. Cool. Very okay. cool. You know, it, it it starts with one person, and that person tells another person, and then they tell two people, and then it's 10, and then it's 30, and then it's a million. So, you know, we whether it's talking to you or playing a show, uh, you know, we've played shows for 3,000 people, and we've played shows for 10 people. Right. Um, and in my opinion, both shows were just as valid because even if we gained one fan or 100 fans, no fan is more important than the next, and you know, that person is now going to go out and be the Ghost of August ambassador and tell their friends and, you know, come to our other shows and buy our CD and spread the word. So, I mean, it's, you know, we got to we gotta get to everybody as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what is your perception, guys, on social media sites and, you know, the importance of that today, again, compared to maybe – five, you know, to ten years ago when it might not have been as relevant as it is today. Talk a little bit about your impression and perception of that. Well, you know, I think... Uh, you know, yeah, go ahead, man. Sorry. I was, I was just going to say, I think that it's more important than ever. I mean, just think about the reach that it has, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden on Facebook, you know, I forget we're up to, maybe 40,000-something followers. Well, you know, think about how long it would have taken us to reach those people through radio airplay or through touring, you know, right. And think about the cost that, that it, that would be required to try to reach that many people uh, in a short amount of time. So, so just to have the ability to be connected to that many people at once um, is pretty awesome. And it's really encouraging for us too, to see all the positive feedback um, from people that, you know, maybe haven't seen us at a show yet, or maybe, you know, haven't had the chance to meet us. We haven't had the chance to meet them. We don't know each other all of a sudden through Facebook or Twitter. Now they have access to our music or they're introduced to us and we're gaining a lot of fans that way where we never would have had that opportunity before. So it's really cool. Yeah, no, I agree. I also want to give a shout out to Eric Baker in this, in this forum too. Um, He's been amazing work, you know, working with us and for us. Uh, He's been, his, his, force in the internet and social media and his marketing uh, plans have been awesome and uh, you know we couldn't do without him so I want you know hopefully he's listening I want to say thanks man um, but like I said the, the guy knows what he's doing and he's really helped mm-hmm. us come along with well in, in that format yeah and again I'd like to 
piggyback off of what you're saying, Dave and Paul, and just, again, it's been a pleasure working with Eric. I'm really looking forward to continuing my relationship with him and bringing other bands on that he's uh, also working with. So, yeah, it's just been really cool and a uh, great person to have met through Facebook, ironically, <laughs> and and through, you know, researching you guys on the Internet. So, yeah, it's been an awesome experience. So what else do you guys want to, just to tie things up tonight, what else do you want to promote, plug, you know, feel free to just uh, free associate and uh, let the audience know whatever else you want to share with them. I just want to say thank you to you, Carrie, for having us on. We really appreciate it. Um, I want to say uh, hopefully we get some new fans tonight. You get to know us and you see that, hey, you know, we're we're not that stuck-up rock band that thinks we deserve the world. We want to, you know, we want to earn it. And if we get it, then... Then I can say, well, I deserve it now because I earned it. You know, very, I know I'm just making a joke, but, um, <laughs> but just like I said, I want to say thank you. I can't wait to meet more people and then expand the, the GOA empire. I hope people that were listening tonight really liked what they heard. Uh, go out and you know, see us if we're in your town. Buy you know, buy a single, buy an album because that's our bread and butter, and that's how we're going to keep making music. So your support is uh, appreciated. Thank you so much. And uh, cool. go to ghostwalkers.com on Facebook. Say hi. We're always on there. You're always able to reach us through that social media. So please do it. Yeah. And and I just wanted to, and you can comment too, Paul, let you guys know that this show, once it's done, turns into a podcast. So it's available indefinitely. People can download it, stream it. So if anyone tuned in late or you didn't get a chance to catch the show, it will be available in the podcast have done amazing. So you guys are going to get lots of listens, and I'll continue to, of course, plug it and promote it for you guys, too. Yeah. Thank you. Very cool. Cool. And what about you, Paul? Anything specific you want to plug or mention? Yeah, I I just want to – yeah, SLR Studios for sure, Martin Bach, uh, Dirtbag Records, and our our manager, Mark Evans, all great people. Um, I I just want to – encourage people also to go to our Facebook page. You know, we, we do a lot of cool things. Um, a lot of times, maybe randomly, you know, somebody in the band will hop on and, and sit down and do a and a for an hour uh, when when we feel like hanging out and having a good time. Um, that's been known to happen, which is a lot of fun for us, so we always encourage participation. And uh, also every Friday, uh, our manager helps us out um, with a really cool trivia uh, that – Anybody who answers correctly, uh, there's usually a lot of questions, can win some cool free merchandise from us, whether it be CDs or T-shirts or anything like cool. that. So that's a lot of fun, too. So, yeah, I mean, talking about social media, it's it's a huge way for us to stay connected to everybody and, and um, also give away some cool free stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Very cool. And I also want to just mention to both of you, you're more than welcome to come back on. So I definitely want, when you guys have a sophomore album out there, you guys have to get in touch with me because I definitely want to bring you guys back on again. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Awesome. Cool. So, you guys, I want to wish you much continued success. Keep doing and writing all the amazing music that you're doing, and I'm sure we're just not going to – I'm sure we're just going to continue to see nothing but great things from you guys to come. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for the compliments. Absolutely, guys. So, yeah, stay in touch, and um, I'm going to be uh, on the lookout to see what you guys are up to. And I'm sure I'll be in touch with Eric Baker, too, to talk about you guys coming back on in the future. Awesome. Thank you. That's great. All right. Thanks for having us, You're welcome, guys. Have a great night. You, too. You, too. Okay. Take care. Bye. 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 All right, everyone. Again, you just heard from Ghosts of August. 
If you tuned into the show late for any reason or you weren't able to catch the entire show, please check out the podcast when it's over. These guys were amazing, extremely genuine, grounded, and down-to-earth musicians that are putting out some phenomenal, kick-ass music. So please check them out at ghostsofaugust.com. We also played their hit singles, Disease and Scars, during the show tonight. And again, we're going to give a shout-out to Eric Bates. Eric Baker from Major Label Promotions, as well as Mark Evans from Dirtbag Records. So uh, please check those guys out, too. Next week, we have an awesome, we're going to switch uh, switch topics a little bit. Well, yes and no, I guess. Still related to music, but it's going to be in a different format. So next Tuesday, which is going to be, let me check out the calendar here. Um, Tuesday, April 10th, we are going to have on Richard Giovanni, and he is currently in the process of putting together a kids animated rock and roll TV series called The Grimps. And people have got to check this out. This thing is going to be phenomenal. You can go to thegrimps.com, and that's the word the Grimps, G R I M P S.com. And he's going to be coming on. He's going to talk about his background in the music industry. He also has a background as a cartoonist, and uh, he's currently, as I said, putting together this amazing series, which he hopes to also make into a live rock and roll band. So check that out next week, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, April 10th, Richard Sergiovanni, who is the creator of The Grimps. And again, I just want to thank everyone for their support. The show is reaching thousands and thousands of listeners since it was launched literally one year ago. If anyone wants to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Carrie Edelman. I also have a Facebook page, The Carrie Edelman Show, so you can look at that page for upcoming shows and events. My music page on Facebook under Carrie Edelman, as well as I have two personal pages now. Um, my initial page, I maxed out 5,000 friends on it, so I just started a second one. So please, if you want to befriend me on the personal page, just search Carrie Edelman on Facebook. And finally, you can go to my official website, which is CarrieEdelman.com. Thank you so much, everyone, again, for tuning in tonight. Tonight, we are going to check out one of the tracks off of my album, Leave It All Behind, which you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. And before we go to that, I'm going to play a commercial by Zero by One Sound Studio, amazing recording studio. Check them out at 0x1sound.com. And followed by that, we will play my song Echo, which again is one of the hit singles off of my album Leave It All Behind. Find it on iTunes and all other major digital sites. Thanks so much and have a great night. Zero by One Sound, South Jersey's premier recording and audio production studio, featuring award-winning engineers, state-of-the-art gear, and spacious tracking rooms. Zero by One Sound offers musicians of any genre an exciting and professional recording environment. Call us now at 856-396-7672 to discuss your project and take a tour of the studio. Or visit us on the web at 0x1sound.com.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.